what does it mean to have joy? What are some practical ways that we can grab a hold of joy? And how in the world do we have joy when things are crazy or messed up or hard, traumatic or painful? Today, we are having an amazing conversation with my friend, Season Bowers. Season is an author, speaker, radio host, and joy bringer. After spending a lifetime as a professional actor on the stage, the Lord called her to take the good news of great joy into all of the arenas. And I'm so excited for you to listen to our conversation today. So let's dig in. Hey friend, welcome to the Abundant Woman Collective podcast. Do you want to grow in your faith and have an intimate relationship with Jesus? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to be overwhelmed and frustrated when you're way too busy and forgot to prioritize your time with him again? Hey, I'm Sam and I too was someone who craved a deeper relationship but was too busy to make it happen. I felt overwhelmed at trying to fit him in and wished I could be confident in my faith and identity. I wanted to read the Bible and actually understand what I was reading but I kept telling myself that I didn't have the time, the know-how, or the discipline or tools to make it happen until I found a little secret to get rid of the Christian checklist. In this podcast, you will find biblical truth, hope-filled conversations with women who are right where you are, and all of the practical tools to implement so that you will be able to deepen your relationship with Jesus. So grab your copy, Bible and pen, and let's dig in. Hey friends, welcome to the episode of the Abundant Woman Collective Podcast. I am your host, Samantha Siemens, and I am here with one of my favorite people and friend, Season Bowers. You've heard a little bit about her in the intro, and I'm super excited about our topic and about you being here. So thank you so much for for joining. I'm so grateful. I love new friends. So fun. So fun. Yes. Joy, uh, season I, I almost called you Joy. Season you, I, you and everyone else, everyone <laughs> calls me Joy. Everybody. If it's you, you guys will yep. find out why in just a second. But uh, <laughs> we just met a few weeks ago at the time of recording at a conference um, through a mutual friend. And so, not a conference, a retreat. Yeah. And it has been so fun to get to know you. And so, your mm-hmm. topic is one of my favorite topics ever. And I'm super excited to talk about Joy. But Yay. first, season, let's. Um, can you share a little bit like about your story? Oh my gosh. That's such a trick question, right? I was just like, going to say no matter, like open-ended. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I will tell you this. Um, I, for most of my young childhood life, I didn't feel like I had a story. I was born and raised in a really healthy, beautiful family. I'm the only child. And my parents really involved both sets of my grandparents in raising me. And I had this really, in some ways, like idyllic childhood that that my experience was that. And when I went away, I, I was born and raised singing and dancing on stage. And my it was sort of in my family. And so there was never any pushback. I, you know, people were like, oh, was, were your family like against you? I'm like, no, I was raised like standing on a table singing for people. <laughs> like they were, there was fine. really no other option. Um, and so I went away to college to get like an acting degree or, or whatever. And I remember praying and being like, Lord, I don't have a testimony because mm-hmm. all of my other friends in these acting programs and classes or whatever, they're like tapping into this deep seated pain, you know, <laughs> and they're emoting and they're crying. And, and I'm like, I don't really have that angst to tap into. And of course, now I can look back and we all have childhood stuff that, you know, that we can identify. But 
for most of my life, I just I didn't feel that way. And I I realized how unusual that was, especially meeting all these other people who had all these gut wrenching stories. And I was I would actively pray that the Lord would give me a testimony. So for my friends listening, don't don't pray that. Don't <laughs> no ma'am. Don't do that. That's a terrible idea. Don't pray for patience. No. Um, and don't pray for the Lord to give you a testimony because, well, I sure got one. Um and things shifted a lot. I about in my early twenties, um, everything changed. And I went from being the baby of the family to the matriarch virtually overnight, all five female blood relatives, my mom, my two grandmothers, and my two great aunts all died within about a year and a half of each other. Um, my, I I got married, uh, to my first husband, uh, a month later he cheated on me. And then right after that, my grandma and my mom died a month of a month apart from each other. And so my life went from, you know, I kind of what felt idyllic to what then felt like tragic. And, Going through a journey of really um, grabbing a hold of the true presence of Jesus, the the true joy in my life, and the peace that He brought, and the faith to just trust that He was at work doing a good thing, um, is what led me to this to today. How um, I've always been an effervescent person. I've been, you know, an outgoing, um, perky <laughs> extrovert. Uh, joy has been a thing that's marked my life from day one, but I never really knew how to explain it or um, how to tell people that it wasn't just for me. I knew that it wasn't just something that I possessed. Uh, and so through a lot of tragedy and trauma um, in my in my early, in my 20s, all throughout my 20s and into my early 30s, I went on a journey with the Lord to learn from him what joy really is in the midst of the difficulty in through all of it how to really grab hold of it and live full of it because the world needs it and the reality is god wants us to live uh in the full power of the good news to live like the gospel is good news because it is i really believe that joy is the thing that god is um kind of flipping tables about like I'm ready for my people to receive the fullness of what I came to bring. Mm-hmm. And the good that's good news of great joy. So he's taken me on a journey to understand what this thing is and then tasked me and and to to bring that message of hope and goodness and freedom and power to anyone I encounter. So that's really I went from performing on stage every day of my life um literally and and the theater company that I worked a long time for the mission statement was to tell good stories well and I've then when I retired from performing full time my mission statement was to tell the best story well to really um lean into the weird gifts that the lord has given me and 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 share the good news that brings great joy so that's kind of how I wind up wound up where I'm at and and why I'm so passionate that Uh, And then why so many people call me joy, um, because it is something that is, I mean, if you're going to be known for something, that's that's the thing to be known for. Uh, And so I'm grateful for any opportunity to talk about what joy is and why it's for you and um, on how to live full of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like joy is such, um, well, we'll talk about what it is, but in a world that maybe in our personal lives is chaotic in the world, it's obviously chaotic right now. And, and that will never change, but joy 
is, is steadfast. And so, uh, Susan, tell us what, what is joy and tell us maybe what the difference between joy and happiness is. Yeah. Happy. Yeah. This is a great question because joy and happiness are not the same thing, but they Mm -hmm. are related. I like to say they're cousins, like joy and happiness are, are related. Um, happiness can bring, you know, we, we can feel joy with the things that make us happy, but also we can have joy when we're not happy. There's plenty of times in my life I'm not happy, right? <laughs> like that's that's yeah. the truth. But I like to say, and I don't mean to say this flippantly, but my joy never changes because my Jesus never changes. It's Jesus. It's the power and presence of the Lord. So I, I gave it a, a go. I made sort of my own definition of joy because it's super ethereal. Like it's hard to hold on to. It's not a very tangible concept. And there are many definitions of joy out there, but I I wanted to give it my own go. So I define it as a buoyant sense of well-being because of the love of the Father, the person and work of Jesus, and the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. So it's okay. this, right? It's 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 based on the Lord. It's because of his love and then who Jesus is. Jesus is the original joy bringer. Everywhere Jesus went, that's what he brought. Also ticked off a lot of people along the way, but Jesus, it was announced at the birth of Jesus, right? The good news that brings great joy for who? For all people. And so Jesus was a joy bringer. In fact, scripture talks about Jesus uh, in Psalms and in Hebrews as the most anointed with joy of anyone on the earth ever. And that's not always the Jesus that we learn about, right? I don't know about you, but I've never heard that really preached. Like, who's Jesus? The most anointed with joy of all time. Right. Well, that is who he is. And then the idea is the work that he accomplished on our behalf was so that we can receive the fullness of that joy. And then him leaving and and the Holy Spirit remaining or coming, we have the spirit of the living God in us, the spirit of Jesus, right? So we actually have within us the power and presence of the most joyful person to ever live. So if you think about what you actually have present in your life, at all times, you have access to crazy, abundant, powerful joy. So even this is, I usually start just good news for everybody. Your joy and my joy don't have to look the same. Hmm. They do not have to be expressed the same way. And that's important because so many people will meet me and be like, whoa, well, I'm not like her. And first of all, I say, well, praise God, right? Like we're good. We don't need any more. Um, your joy and my joy are not the same because you and I are created uniquely. So the expression of joy in you and in me are are different. That's permission for your joy to be authentic to you. And so our joys can look different. And also, we don't have to feel joy. It's a buoyant sense of well-being. There's safety in joy because it, it floats. It stands and it's, it's firmly planted on the foundation of God, not our circumstances. So there are plenty of times in my life, some being more extreme than others, where I don't feel joyful. But I can lock eyes with Jesus, my joy bringer, your joy bringer, who is present in the room right now. So I often say, if you don't feel joy, lock eyes with it because it's in the room with you. That's so encouraging, knowing that the Lord is just present, wrapping his arms around you, loving you, caring for you, has gone before you. That's where our joy comes from in the most turbulent, difficult situations of our life. Oh, I love that. And I, rewinding, we're going back to, (laughs) it looks different for all of us because I, 
in a world of social media where everyone's life is on full display, I feel like we could easily do that. We could easily say that like my life, well, season is the joy bringer. (laughs) So I don't look like season. My life doesn't look like season. So I must not have this joy. And and so I'm going to, I'm going to jump in and correct you on that because I'm often introduced as the joy bringer. And the first thing I say is pause. I am a joy bringer. So are you. It's Jesus. He's the joy bringer. Mm -hmm. And so my passion in life is to call all of us to receive the power. I call it my superpower, right? To receive the power of joy. It's life changing and it's world changing. So we receive it first and then we bring it everywhere we go and let the Lord change the atmosphere around us. So that's important. It's these distinctions of it's not about me, it's Mm -hmm. Jesus and his manifestation in and through me and bringing that power and presence everywhere we are. That way it's not reliant on my world looking picture perfect on social media, right? And then I long for things. And if you have the things that I long for, then I don't have any joy because you have it. Well, right. that's not the way it works because God's not limited, right? I Being born and raised in the theater, my uh, motto, one of my personal mottos was one person's success does not equal another's failure. If you got the role and I didn't, that that doesn't mean that I am terrible, right? It just means that's just how these things were doled out. But your experience of maybe having children or maybe getting that job or maybe publishing that book and I haven't done that yet doesn't mean I'm not going to. So we we don't want to associate those things with joy. They're they're great things and accomplishments and things we long for, but it's not oh, well so and so got it, so now you don't get it. Yeah, there's no more, sorry. No. Yeah. I I feel that it same similar with abundance, right? We mm-hmm. can um correlate abundance to money or cars or things or whatever. But in both scenarios, the true foundation, the only reason there's abundance and joy is because of Jesus Christ. Like, And so I love that you said that. And it looks different, but there's never not enough. But the foundational piece that we have, have to know in our soul isn't from things or people. It's from Christ himself. And I love your definition that incorporates the Trinity as well, because it looks different if it's from things or people than mm-hmm. if it's on a sturdy foundation of who Christ is in that. Yeah. So Susan, what are some practical ways that we can hold on to joy? Yeah. Or find it. Um, yeah. This. So I have a book called The Joybringer Challenge. And in it, I walk a journey through. It's not just about like, oh, my life was hard and now it's great. And here's how I found joy. It's what joy is. And how you can have it in your life. It's a real journey. It's broken up into four sections. Uh, It starts with salvation, right? Because that's what joy is. It's all about rooted in our salvation in Jesus. So what is that, right? What is salvation? Who is Jesus? What does that mean for us? The The second section is about healing. Jesus, son of God, walked this earth and what he did was heal people. He walked around and he brought healing and freedom everywhere he went. So grabbing a hold and understanding what healing is, emotional, spiritual, physical, right? All the different kinds of healing. Then being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the third section, being filled. Understanding the power and presence of the Holy Spirit, what that means for our lives and how to grab a hold of this incredible treasure trove that's available to us that we so often leave unopened. And then the fourth section is about leading our lives, leading ourselves, leading those around us, how to go out and bring these things 
So each of those sections has a core value. I call them the joy bringers core values. These are my personal, some of my personal life core values, and they are tested and true and they work to give us actual handles to hold on to. Because again, it sounds really great to say, oh, I'm, I'm full of joy and choose joy. Yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds wonderful, but sometimes I don't want to, right? And so the four joy bringer core values are associated with each section. In the salvation section, the, the core value is gratitude. This is wild. Scientists have proven that gratitude and fear come from two different places in our brain. Gratitude trumps fear. So when we have we experience fear, when we in, when we like um, ignite gratitude in our mind and we begin to speak it and start to think it, fear and gratitude cannot exist at the same time in our mind. So talk about a weapon of like yeah. mass fear destruction, right? So so the gratitude it begins with that. It's the gateway to the kingdom to start with what I'm grateful for. And of course, it's rooted in our salvation. So if you are struggling to find things you're grateful for, we go there. We go, well, God, your grace and your mercy, I certainly couldn't pay for that. Can't even wrap my brain around it. I'm thankful that it's beyond what I can even understand. So those, those, um, it, it becomes an exercise in gratitude because I don't know about you, but sometimes I like my pity party. I like to feel (laughs) like the victim, right? Right. Occasionally, my husband has said, you know, I'm having a moment over here. And occasionally my husband will say, "Mm, should we be grateful for something? And I'm like, duck, because I'm going to hit you, right? (laughs) What can I throw very quickly at your head? Like I say that in jest. But, But really, it's sometimes gratitude is sometimes the hardest thing to partner with when we're feeling all the things. But it is the most powerful. So gratitude being the gateway to the kingdom, that's the first joy bringer core value. Uh, The second one found in the healing section, um, the number one thing, you know, Jesus came to do and and the work on the cross was forgiveness. Talk about healing, like rooted in his forgiveness. There's no greater healing in our lives than receiving the forgiveness of our sins. And so that is the second joy bringer core value that we not only receive his forgiveness, but we operate in it, that we partake in it because nothing steals our joy faster than bitterness, anger, and resentment. That'll Mm -hmm. suck the joy right out of your heart real fast. So it's a practice. Again, just like gratitude, we practice forgiveness. And for me, what that looked like was making a very long legal pad paper (laughs) full and then turning the page to continue that long list of people that the Lord highlighted in my spirit that I needed to forgive. Mm. And that's not a one and done thing. It is an ongoing journey. And so I talk through, especially in my book, about how to do that. What does forgiveness look like? Practically, um, I offer something called the forgiveness model. It's a really comprehensive, I'd like to say it's complete forgiveness. It's like on all ends dealing with sort of the the many facets of forgiveness. Um, that is something that I have to practice regularly. And the third joy bringer core value, I know this is a lot, but ultimately it will boil, it's boiled down to four, gratitude, forgiveness. The third one in the section on Holy Spirit uh, and being filled is flexibility. The Holy Spirit is only described as things that move in scripture, a dove, fire, water, wind, breath, all things that are free flowing and often wild. Um, unpredictable. 
the Holy Spirit is described that way, but the love of God, God, the three triune God, right, is always described as the rock, the firm foundation, the righteous oak, things that are immobile, that don't move. So that's what we having flexibility as a core value to release the grip of control in our lives, we can we can trust God in that to release that control because of the firm foundation of who he is, his love and his faithfulness. But if we really want to be able to bring joy and move with the Lord, we have to release control to move with the spirit. Flexibility is uh, sounds real good. Sounds real good, right? <laughs> Well, yeah, we shouldn't be controlling and we should, yeah, but that's a hard one, but we have to trust. Again, it goes back to this trust idea, trust that God is good. So when the invitation of the Holy Spirit arrives to move, to grow, to change our minds, to, right, to be um, fruitful in ways that we never thought we would be invited to to become fruitful in, um, that takes risk, but we only can risk because of God's faithfulness. So mm-hmm. gratitude, forgiveness, flexibility. And the final section is on leading, leadership, personal leadership, uh, professional leadership. And the number one core value there is rest. Again, if Jesus is the most joyful to have ever walked this planet, and if Jesus is arguably the best, greatest leader of all time, right? Secular communities will will agree like Jesus Christ would be you know labeled as one of the greatest leaders of all times if not the greatest obviously um he as his core value was rest and who are we to say i'm more in demand you don't understand my schedule i've got 40 kids i've got six jobs you don't understand my life is too difficult and too full to have rest when we compare it to Jesus who is the most in demand human to be ever walking the earth. And he made rest a priority. It's because he understood that in order to pour out, in order to be the man who's most filled and anointed with joy, he had to connect to the source, his father. And so we want to model our lives after Jesus and lead like Jesus. And therefore we have to find space in our lives to rest. And that doesn't always have to look like a 24 hour period of time in a seven-day period. There's invitation to make rest a part of our daily life, um, even if that just means a moment, just to put down the phone, to step away, to go in your closet, to drive in silence, to take a shower and get away from the kids and the dogs who won't leave you alone for five seconds, right? <laughs> but to have a moment and and refuel and connect to the source so we can continue to go and pour. Gratitude, forgiveness, flexibility, and rest are the things that I grab a hold of in my own life and the things that I want to encourage you to grab a hold on to really be filled with joy so that you can bring it everywhere you go. Oh, man. So good. That was a whole a whole <laughs> so thing. Hold on, I know. I'm sorry. No, no, not a whole lot. I loved it. And because at first I was like, okay, gratitude. I got this. I can. I feel like I'm a grateful person. And then he moved to flexibility. No, he moved to yeah, forgiveness. flexibility, forgiveness. forgiveness. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I think I can. And then flexibility. And I'm like, oh boy, nope, that's you and lost then me. Rest. Dang it. Yeah, but but these work. They yes. work because they're going to continually lead us on a path of growth, on a path of connection with the Lord. Again, mm-hmm. He's the source. 
And we are called, one of my, some of my favorite sections of all of scripture is John like 14 through 17. It's Jesus saying, I am the vine. Yeah. Abide in me, right? Jesus says, I don't do anything separate and aside from my father, Mm -hmm. right? So we, it's just a matter of being plugged in and, and receiving what we need from the Lord. And in order to do that, we've got to have like things that are in place to make sure that we're checking in. Are we connected to the vine? Yeah, because it's so easy to go about our day, to go about our, then our weeks and months yep. and beyond because we're so busy and we pride ourselves on being so busy and in all the things that it is so easy to then a week later be like, oh, I haven't read my Bible or I haven't done whatever. Yeah. And there's the under, yes, yeah, so fast. Days, yes. And yep. weeks just blur. <laughs> there's an underlining theme too of like, yes, all of those. But then in my soul, I'm like, also this, cre- this, this needs discipline, right? Or practice or habitual, uh, like ha- creating habits. It's not something that every person just, I'm automatically grateful every single time. No. And that if we can create these four, ha- if we can create habits with these four core um, values, core values mm-hmm. yes, then, then wait, the overflow of our life would be joy. Like that is worth it. <laughs> Yeah, we are called to be marked by joy. If mm. if the gospel that you're living out or have yeah. received in your life, the gospel means good news. The word gospel mm-hmm. translates good news. If there's no joy in our lives, then I don't know what gospel you're grabbed onto. Yes. And I certainly don't know what gospel you're preaching because it's the good news that brings great joy. They are synonymous. They're together. In fact, there are 472 times that joy is mentioned in scripture. That's the serious business of heaven. That's what C.S. Lewis says. Joy is the serious business of heaven. It's the second fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Scripture is very intentional about lists and and order and structure. And so when it's love, joy, peace, there's a reason joy is second. And there is a, I think it breaks the heart of God that joy has been radically left out of the life of a Christian. We yeah. often think it's the, you know, optional cherry on top of the Sunday of the Christian life. We've eliminated, we've, we've, we've ruled out joy in our lives for a lot of the reasons um, that the enemy wants us to believe. And there, I, so I often lead with what are the lies that you're believing about joy? And a lot of people would say, I don't think I'm believing any lies. I mean, sure. Joy's great. I think, yeah, God wants me to be joyful. But if your life isn't marked by joy, there's a verse in Peter. It's in First Peter. It says, um, "You you trust him, you believe in him, and you trust him. Therefore, you are um, that your joy is inexpressible and glorious." Hmm. Is your joy inexpressible and glorious today? If you didn't yeah. wake up and look in the mirror and be like, "Look at it." Look at it. It's so <laughs> Look what the Lord has done. Glorious, that joy. Then we're not receiving the fullness of what God has invited us into. And I think that that grieves the Lord. He wants us to receive. Jesus paid a real high price. The Father paid a really high price for us to have the abundance that Jesus paid for. Yeah. And it, joy is not silly. It's not mm-hmm. optional. And it's not just reserved for cute kids or people without a care in the world. In fact, we know that joy is so strong. I call it my superpower. And it can be yours too, because it's presented 
and and described as the thing that powered Jesus on the cross. It's the thing that helped him endure the cross. So I don't know, one of the lies that I even struggle with is in moments like this in our world where there is absolute trauma and chaos, tragedy, difficulty in our personal lives and in the world, you think, well, the last thing people need is joy, right? Because what we really need is peace. What we really need is like intervention. Yeah. But Jesus in the most difficult, in the most traumatic and, 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 and painful experience one could ever experience, he locked eyes with the joy set before him. He wasn't feeling joyful, just like we are not feeling joyful in painful, tragic circumstances, but he locked eyes with the joy set before him, which was you and me in relationship with him, which was you and me living in the fullness of what he was there to do in that moment. Mm. So we can lock eyes with joy and be powered through and endure the trauma and the trial. That's what joy accomplishes. Joy locked eyes with Jesus is the thing that endures the difficulty. So it feels almost frivolous to say, well, the world is burning and we all need joy, except that's exactly what we need to hold on and endure for the long haul. And that's what we find in Jesus. Mm -hmm. I want my lady friends listening now to hear season and my words when we say that joy is for you. Yeah. I feel like there's so many stories and testimonies and women who I've even coached that have been like, that's great, but it's not something that I can reconcile with because of past, present, future, like whatever. Right. right? And so it's, it's the if then theory. If yeah. we believe that Christ is who he is, yep. that he did what he did, then this is commanded, instructed, encouraged, yeah. like for yeah. us to live that way. So it is available for you. Yeah. And it's so the first book, the first words in my book, first words, joy is for you. Oh, <laughs> yes. yes. Joy is for you. Joy is for you because Jesus is for you. Mm -hmm. And if we can just grab a hold of that, if we can identify the lies that we believe, because yes. again, the enemy is the father of the lies. He's going mm -hmm. to tell us all the reasons why joy is not for us. Yep. You don't look like that girl. You don't act like that girl. Yep. You, you have had X, Y, Z. All the things in your life that you've done, you're disqualified. All the things that are going on in your life right now, nope, too much. You'll have joy when? Nope, that's not true. Uh, the enemy loves to tell people that this joy that I have is fake, right? Mm -hmm. Or she only has that because of X, it's Y, and special. Z. Yeah. That's right. And it's not joy is for you because Jesus is for you, period. Yeah. And yeah. again, we go back to the truth that was trumpeted in Luke 2, the good news of great joy for who? A-L-L, -L, all people, and we know that all means all. That's not some crazy Greek word, all means all. So oh, all means you are all, I am all, all people. And here's the crazy thing, and this will check our spirit. Joy is for all people, you and your enemy. Yep. Yeah. Jesus, the love, the grace, the mercy that he offers is for all people. And when we are grateful for the fact that it's extended to us, we can then begin to partner with the Lord and believe that he wants us to receive it and bring it in to all places because yeah. it's powerful and it's healing and it is for all people. 
Yeah. And it looks different. It looks different when you walk into a room or whatever scenario and your life is falling apart. Nothing makes sense, but you're carrying the joy of Christ in you. You look different. You talk different. You act different. Not because of some like charade, but because there's the joy of the Lord that is inside of you. And so what a testimony. Life is silly and stinks and hard. But like, I still have the joy of the Lord. And let me tell you about that. Like what a witness that we get to carry with us. And I keep, if we need more joy, then just like your four core values, then we ultimately need more Jesus. Like it's not something we need to earn. It's not something we need to um, manufacture. We can't, I don't want to manufacture it. No, we do. We need more of him because it comes directly from the source. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. The other thing, um, we all know in Nehemiah 8.10, right? The joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm-hmm. So there's a great quote from Bill Johnson who says, um, I'll show you your measure of strength by your measure of joy. Mm. Joy is, I, I have a, a sweatshirt that I created. It says, um, don't be strong, be joyful, right? It's not a matter of, you know, we spend a lot of money in this world and a lot of time and energy increasing our strength when the invitation from the Lord is, tap into him, receive the fullness of joy and be the most strong. Yeah. Don't be strong, be joyful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a few episodes ago back, not the time this is released, we also talked about counted all as joy and James. Yeah. Um, and so I want you to talk to the women who are maybe the, there's things in their life that are painful and happening. And so how do they have joy in this moment when everything else is not? And first of all, I just want to apologize to anyone who's ever been quoted that verse while they're going Mm -hmm. through hell. Yes. Yep. That's cruel. Mm -hmm. And James is not trying to be cruel. Huh? I said, we talk about that too. Yeah. Yeah, He's not trying to be cruel, Mm -hmm. but people can be cruel and insensitive to quote that at you in times of trauma and trial. But what we what we can know to be true is that God is at work doing things. Sometimes I only pray two prayers. I say, um, thank you. And I just say, it's, they're, they're called breath prayers. And it's just, thank you, thank you, thank you. Just repeat one phrase, one word, something that's, that's quick, that captures the thing in your soul. And, I'll, and I pray, thank you. And then the other one I pray is, I love you. Thank you mm-hmm. to me is, could be, also stated as help me, help me, help me, help me. But really I declare thank you because I know you're already at work. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say thank you, Lord, because I know that you're in, in the work of doing a good thing in the thing that I'm struggling with, right? In the, the illness, in the lack of finances, in the, you know, trauma and tragedy that has just happened. Thank you, God, because I'm declaring that you are at work doing a good thing. So count it all joy doesn't mean like, oh, yay, I'm so happy about all of this. Count it all joy means all of it is an opportunity in our life to see and experience the glory and goodness of God. He is already at work. Nothing is outside of his victory. Nothing is outside of his vision and purview. God is at work doing a good thing. And so we can find peace and joy in that he is already activated on your behalf. Mm -hmm. So we're not finding happiness in all of these things, but we're finding strength in his presence already at work in those things. 
Yeah. And like we described in the beginning with happiness and joy and the difference in them, Mm -hmm. happiness is not emotion we feel in trials and traumas and all the things, Mm -hmm. but I can tap into joy and I can also find joy in the fact that I'm not alone in this and that I Mm -hmm. have someone who is fighting with me and for me and has already won because of the death on the cross and the resurrection. Right. And so, yes, thank you for clarifying that. And and I apologize in that episode too, so that's funny. Because how many times have we used those scriptures as um, a weapon? And so that's definitely not what we're saying, but that you do have someone with you in it. And he it's, happens yeah. to be full of joy. And it's more opportunity to see God be God. Mm-hmm. We are so self-sufficient yeah. in this world. I feel so comfortable when I know I can handle something, right? When I look at my schedule for the week and I'm like, got that. Yeah. I like all those things. I know that I can bring me to all the things that are on my to-do list and they will be accomplished in a way that I feel confident in. That's not necessarily how God wants us to make a to-do list this week, right? He wants us to put him on the top of that list and go, all right, God, what what areas do you want to stretch and grow me? What areas do you want to show off? I got all these things that are way beyond me. These trials and difficulties in my life are opportunities for God to release his goodness and glory, for us to celebrate the miracle. But if we just are living simple lives of things that we can handle and we're living minimally at our, you know, what we are in our margin of what we can do, then where is the need for the savior? Where is the need for the miracle worker? Where is our need for a creative and abundant God to meet Mm -hmm. in our lack? God is inviting us to trust him. And I, you know, girl, girl, you know, I'm speaking to myself, right? (laughs) Same. (laughs) To myself, right? All these things. I'm like, oh yeah, I got that all day. But these things over here, ooh, yikes. (laughs) This is uncomfortable. (laughs) But God... Mm-hmm. I'm not good at that. <laughs> but God, I don't have the resources for that. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's preaching our language right now. Yeah. And so if we can remember that every opportunity where there's lack, everything that where there's brokenness is all opportunity for God to reveal himself. Yeah. Yeah. Above my kitchen table um, is Ephesians 3.20. And it is a daily reminder that he can do immeasurably, immeasurably more, if I can say the word, if we can think, ask, or imagine. And it's not because of us. It's not because of anything we've done. It's because that's who he is and what he wants to do if we will give him margin to do it and if we will allow him to do it. And so, yeah, his his good is way better than my best. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'd much yeah. rather give it back to you, God, and see what you can actually do with it because I cannot on my own. And so, yeah, that was for somebody besides us. We're actually talking to oh, no. Susan and I are just talking yeah. to ourselves. So welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to our personal <laughs> preaching moment. It's great. Uh, Susan, before we talk about um, some things you have going on, can you please give the women listening just a word? Yeah. I. Um... I I just want to reiterate again that joy is for you because Jesus is for you and he your life is not a surprise to him. He's met you in this moment and you don't if you're in a season where you can't feel joy. I just want to take a moment and invite you to 
be hyper aware in this, whether you're driving or cooking. I listen to podcasts when I'm cooking or cleaning or putting away laundry. In this real, very real moment of your life, no matter where you are right now, I just invite you to be aware of the presence of Jesus, his absolute real presence. He's sitting next to you. He's folding laundry with you. He's like, you know, sitting on the other side of the counter while you're chopping veggies. He is with you. And you can, I want you to feel the delight of the Lord on you. His eyes of delight are locked on you. His warm smile and his and his face is gazing at you and he has so much for you to to make up for the lack right we you don't have to do it alone you don't have to do it without his presence he is there so simply just turning your attention to that fact seeing him in your mind's eye feeling him I bless you to feel his hand on your shoulder, to feel his, you know, his arms wrapped around you and receive joy in this moment. Joy is present tense. Joy is not future tense and it's not past tense. When we look to the past for joy, we often find depression because Mm -hmm. we look back and we go, things used to be good, but they're not that way anymore. And we long for that and we don't have it now. We look to the future for joy. Well, when XYZ happens, then I will have joy. Well, that's where we find anxiety because what if XYZ don't happen? Joy is present tense. It's here because Jesus is with you and he loves you. And that gaze of delight and comfort is on you. And so I bless you to just feel it and receive it and let that um, truth, because that is the truth of right now, let that truth fill you with joy and, and let it change you. Uh, Let it change you in this moment and take that truth with you as you go about the rest of your day. So good. Okay. So everyone listening needs to come say hi to season. So where can we find you? Okay. So that's really my favorite thing is when I get to connect with people personally, Mm -hmm. because I do a lot of things. I'm on the radio every day and I travel and I speak at places and I wrote a book, right? Those are all things that are very disconnected from me. Yeah. Even though it feels like you have a piece of me, you have my voice with you, you have my book with you. I want to know you. So I love when people connect with me on social media at Season Bowers or on my website, seasonbowers.com. It's just a way for me to hear from you. I want to pray for you. I want to get to know you. Um, any opportunity to make the connection more personal, um, that's what I love. I, I'm offering a course to walk uh, with you through my book. Uh, the Joybringer Challenge, and the course is called Becoming a Joybringer. You can find out more on my website. And uh, and I'm launching a podcast as well. Yeah, you are. Um, so at the time we're recording this, it's in a few weeks, but December 3rd, uh, the Joybringer podcast comes out, and it's beginning with um, 22 days straight of the Joybringer's Advent. We're really celebrating the season of hope and love and joy and peace that's so good. Friends, all of the links will be below. And then Season's book is there as well. And so thank you so much, friend, for this. I I needed it. So I know that the listeners um, needed it as well. And I just appreciate you. Friend, I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go, quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username Abundant Woman Co. Come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you 
building community, going after Jesus, and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.